0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Iz. I feel like I should have made this podcast. It should have been like my first official episode, but it's not. (laughs) So I wanted to do a Get to Know Me podcast that just gets my viewers to know a little bit more about me because I feel like right now those who are listening, they just see me as like somebody who talks and they don't know who I am. So I just want to share a little bit of me with my listeners. So I found a bunch of questions online that gets, I just like to get to know me questions. So then I just wrote down the ones that I liked the most and ones that I thought that I could answer. And then um, I'm going to put them in the podcast. So the first question is what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? I think People think that I'm very introverted. Like, a lot of the times when they meet my family, people will meet my sister and they'll meet me or they'll, like, meet us at the same time. And they think that I'm so introverted because my sister is very, like, she's a people person. Like, she's very pleasing and, like, not loud, but she's vibrant and she's someone that you remember. And I'm kind of, like, the opposite when you first meet me. But then afterwards, people... Who know me and like get to know me, they realize that I'm absolutely an extrovert. The next question is what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Definitely my family and the end goal. I come from a really long line of hard workers. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, my entire family works incredibly hard. Everybody but me and my sister were are were immigrants. Yeah, they came from Asia and then they came here and settled down and had me and my sister in New York. And they worked very hard and are still working incredibly hard to give me and my sister the life that they never got to have. And they provide for us and give us all these things. And that itself inspires me a lot. So like right now I'm setting for the SAT. And I really don't want to do it, (laughs) but I think about it like this. I really want to go to this college, and to get to this college, I have to follow X, Y, Z steps. And if I don't follow these steps, then I don't get to where I want to go. And I also like to go, like, above what I need to do because when you go above what you need to do, not only do you feel better about yourself, but it just makes you feel like once you get to that goal you did all this work and it's just satisfying it's a good thing putting in the extra work but also my parents worked so hard to get me to be able to take the SAT to get me to go to an American school to get me to do all these things so I feel like if I wasn't working as hard as I am if I wasn't putting all of my all in (laughs) then I would sure be letting them down and i don't want to be doing that because they gave me everything that i have so yeah i know that's kind of a sappy answer but it is the truth okay the next question is if you could turn back time and talk to your old self what would you tell her boy do i have a good answer for this question okay so i used to go to Roslyn public school which is um a public school near where I live. And then from fifth to sixth grade, I transitioned into this local private school called the Greenville School. And then that only went up to eighth grade. So then I switched to my current school, which is a high school. But I would tell myself from that fifth to sixth grade transition to not be so annoying and obnoxious. I feel like in middle school I was the most annoying person. I said all the wrong things. I didn't know when to stop talking. I didn't know when to keep talking. I just felt like I made all the wrong decisions and if I could go back and tell myself don't be so annoying, don't be so obnoxious, like say it when, like say the right thing at the right time, then I feel like I would have a lot of ties back to my middle school and because I was so annoying and obnoxious, I feel like I lost a lot of potential friends and I made a lot of wrong mistakes. So definitely that. Oh god. Okay, the next question is if you had a hundred million dollars to spend, how would you spend it? This is a weird answer, but it's the truth. I would definitely buy my parents a house. That's the first step because my parents have always wanted to move and um, there's always been such wrong timing with it because like this year we were supposed to move, but then there was COVID and there was just a lot of instability around the move. So I would definitely buy my parents a house. Um, and I'd buy my dad a watch because he's always wanted this particular watch. And then the third thing I would do is donate that money to multiple organizations that do something. I feel like a lot of people, when they donate to organizations or charities, they do don't really do it to the ones that they're passionate about. They do to the the most popular ones. And I feel like right now, especially I think we can see this with COVID, that large corporations, when they do go down, they they go down, but not as much as small corporations and small businesses. So I definitely donate to charities that aren't as well-known and don't get as much uh, publicity or as much attention and i would donate to those so i like to donate to those who do um i can't quite remember what it's called but they abuse dogs i think it's called dog kennel kenneling i'm not not 100 sure on the name but they abuse dogs i would definitely donate to there i would definitely donate it to the COVID cause and um, trying to help with the vaccine than those that need funding and those that have been held back by COVID um, and just different organizations. There's a whole there's a whole list, I don't wanna bore anyone. Okay, the next question is, what's the most important thing you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? So it's three questions and one. This is like kind of a deep and sad lesson that I've learned, but I feel like it's a lot of things that people need to know. I would definitely say that no one is there for you except yourself. I went through a really hard year this year, and at school I lost a bunch of friends um, and I was really lonely for a really long time. And I was, I was like, built up with anxiety. I was depressed. It was just a really bad year this year. Um, and I had to learn that no one is your friend. There's honestly, if you're lucky, there's going to be a couple of people who are there for you and who are loyal to you. Um, but there's a lot of people in your life who aren't true friends and who aren't the right people for you. I think that a lot of people have to learn, especially in high school, that you are the only one looking out for yourself in that environment. I mean, obviously your parents and your family and like close-knit people, but besides that, you really don't have a lot of loyalty. And that's okay. That's okay. Because really in life, you need just like one or two really close friends that you know, are going to be there for you. Not only is that less drama, but then you're able to focus on that friendship. And just one or two loyal people, in my opinion, is so much better than a 100 fake people who aren't there for you and are just there for you to say that they're there for you or to be there for you just to have another fake friend, I guess. So that's my opinion. Don't go into high school with a bunch of expectations to say like, oh, I'm going to be popular and I'm going to have a friend group and all those things. Yeah, that's nice. But then at the end of the day, it's not really going to, like, you're not going to have these ties forever. And if you do, you're very lucky person so that's a really strong lesson that i learned um but i didn't really answer the other question my life before that i think my life before learning that tip was or lesson was very naive i thought that everyone was my best friend i had certain people i had two four actually four girls who i was like i thought were my best friends And they ended up not being my best friends. They were really disloyal and very wishy-washy. I feel like right when certain people turned on me, then they started turning on me without a valid reason. And so then definitely before that, I was very naive, and I thought everyone was my best friend. After that, um, I'm really happy that I learned that for myself. But... I think it's also still finding your road because you still do need friends. You still do need to have a social life or a social aspect to your life. But you also, it's okay to be alone. Everyone needs a period in their time where they're just alone so that if it does ever happen, you know that you're going to be okay. So, um, yeah, that's my answer. Okay, that question was a little deep. My answer was a little deep, okay? But the next one's a little bit more lighthearted. So, if you could have dinner with any three people that are alive, who would it be? Definitely my two grandfathers. I recently lost my grandfather this year and last year, and I feel like there were a lot of things that I wish I said or I wish I'd known about them. So, I definitely wanna have dinner with them. And also, Princess Diana. I love Princess Diana. I watched documentaries about her, read books watch shows all these things and um I feel like she was a very powerful figure not only in the media but she represented a lot of things about how a monarchy should be about how women what their role is in life and how they are much stronger than what past pretenses said and I think that she's such a strong figure and I would love to have dinner with her The next question is, what is your best tip for making the world a better place? I had to think really hard about my answer, but I would definitely say everyone should immerse themselves in different culture because I think a lot of people who don't live in very vibrant and popular places where there's a lot of different perspectives and different views and different cultures often get very blindsided and stuck and stubborn in their own views and I mean I live in New York so there's definitely a lot of perspectives and definitely a lot of things that you witness and so because of that I think a lot of people here are definitely more open I would say um And yeah, just immerse yourself in different cultures. I think that way people will have a little bit more understanding of each other. There'll be more peace. There'll be more, I don't want to say intelligence, but there'll be more of a historical understanding, cultural, social understanding. I think it'll be really good and peaceful for our world. Okay, next question. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? If I could live anywhere, I'm not sure. Maybe I would live in either San Francisco or Boston or just stay in New York. Those are cities that I love to go to. Um, I'm actually going to Boston for my birthday, which I'm really excited for. So maybe one of those three. You never know. All right, next question. Um, What is your biggest fear? All right, next question. Um, What would you change about yourself if you could? I would definitely change my indecisiveness. I cannot make decisions. And when I make a decision, I hesitate my decision. I'm just, I'm so bad. Like at a restaurant, I can never decide what I want. I can never choose but nail color. I can't make any <laughs> decisions. So definitely that. All right, next question. Um, what really makes you angry? Certain people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hypocrites. I... Don't like hypocrites I myself sometimes am one which I hate but I really don't like people who are hypocrites and who are wishy-washy I think a lot of people they'll say they like something and then they don't like something and then they'll like someone and they don't like someone and I think people are just very indecisive and I think that's part of growing up I'm for sure very indecisive person I'm a Libra but um That is part of growing up, but it's something that really makes me angry and a hypocrite. I hate hypocrites. I hate people who say that they oppose this and then when they're facing somebody else, they say that they love it. That's all. This is our last question. Oh my God. Okay. What is your proudest accomplishment? Honestly, I don't think I have one yet. That's kind of... crazy answer but if someone asked me what my proudest accomplishment was I couldn't tell them and I think that's okay I'm 15 years old I still have many years beyond me to learn to make more accomplishments and to grow and if I'm right now not at my peak and at my best that's fine I'm only at like a fifth of my life right now I could I'm definitely doing the math wrong but I I don't know. I'm just, I don't have the proudest accomplishment right now because I haven't lived my life right now to the fullest. I'm in high school. (laughs) I'm in quarantine, Um, which I feel like should make you, should put things more in perspective. But with that being said, with putting things more in perspective, I think that I haven't accomplished all that I can accomplish and all that I could accomplish in the future. So I don't have a proudest accomplishment right now. Okay, and with that, I want to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is definitely my favorite episode to ever make because it was easy. (laughs) I feel like all the other ones that I make, it's more intense and more structured. And this one was just kind of easy. It was more chill, more relaxed. So um, definitely subscribe or listen to my other episodes. And thank you so much for listening. I'm also going to link some websites in which you can donate to the relief of Hurricane Isaiah's. Um, So please donate anything that you can. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please join me again next Tuesday. Bye.